2: 6549, 6549 Void Song. The Bureau finds itself at times in possession of the unexplainable, but explanations are never necessary in their line of work. The Bureau is only interested in two things cause and effect. What does something do, and what happens after it is done? Sometimes the answers are not discovered, but that does not keep the Bureau from asking the questions. Report 6549, titled Boyd's Song, outlines the case of a mysterious musical instrument and the power that accompanied it. No origin has been discovered, no explanation given. After reports of multiple homicides at a local music show in New York City, the Bureau encountered one Amy Ahem. Miss Ahem was interviewed, giving an account of her short but intense experience with the instrument in question. Ms. Ahem sought counseling after the incident, and the Bureau was able to intercede. During an attempt to obtain the unbiased recounting of fact, a Bureau agent was able to place Ms. Ahem under hypnosis to have her recount her time during the incident. The following is the following her recollection. Is recollection.
3: I never would have made it as a musician decades ago. I mean, I'm barely making it now, but I especially wouldn't have made it in the 60s or 70s. My dad always used to say, Amy, the voice of yours is going to take you places, and you just have to get off your ass and let it. I would sigh and go back to my video games or books or whatever else I was sticking my nose in at the time. But he really meant it. He really believed in me. He always said the reason he gave me my name was because he knew it was going down in history. I don't know if Amy Ahem is really catchy or not, but by God, he was convinced it was. I really wish he was still around. I wouldn't even know how to play guitar if it wasn't for him. I'd trade all of my musical abilities for just one more day with him. Half the time, I feel like I don't even enjoy the act of playing anymore. I have bills, so I play. Payments need to be made, and thankfully I can write a check with my voice and guitar. The thing is, sometimes the art doesn't pay enough, which is why I'm now at Sammy's Pawn and Loan looking to get my dad's guitar back. Part of me wishes I could just stick with Bender's shop, seeing as that's been my go-to pawn for quite a while and has helped me out of numerous rough situations. But I'm pretty tired of Bender staring at my chest every time I'm there. Then there was the whole kiss-attempt fiasco when I was the last customer in there one night. And that was just enough. Ideally, I'll get to the level of not needing to pawn something at all. We all need goals. By the way, whoever made up the term starving artist didn't think it through. Half the starving artists I know aren't really starving. Right next to the field of art is the food industry. I'm not starving if I can sneak a handful of fries off the counter or a chicken sandwich out of the kitchen. That's how I've gotten by for the last five weeks, but it's over now. I've got some extra money back in my account and just enough extra to get my dad's guitar back. The guy at the counter in the line in front of me yells something about a watch, but the store clerk just waves him off. The mad guy storms out, leaving me feeling super awkward and exposed, and the clerk looks up at me and raised an eyebrow. I'm here to pick up my guitar, I say. The clerk raises both eyebrows this time. Guitar? I sigh. (sighs) Yeah, I pawned it here a few weeks ago. I was told I could pick it back up when I had the money. He holds out his hand.
4: You got the receipt?
3: He asks. I reach into my jacket pocket and panic before realizing I actually kept track of this particular piece of paper. I put it in the upper inside sleeve of my purse. Clerky boy, I'm guessing this is Sammy from the sign, he stares at me as I half-fish around my pocket before pulling out my purse and rifling to the exact spot where I put the receipt. I pull it out pretty smugly and hand it over to him. His eyebrows crease as he reads the little piece of paper. Man, he really needs to get those eyebrows worked on. They could use good trims so people don't see that as the only thing on his face. Or maybe I'm just being an asshole. Probably both. After a moment, the clerk hands the receipt back over, but I can't help but notice there is no guitar accompanying it. No guitar on the counter, no guitar on the shelf behind him, not even an attempt to get up and go retrieve said guitar. I am just as guitarless now as I have been for the past month.
4: Yeah, that guitar is gone.
3: He drops this bomb without even making eye contact. Is he scared, or does he just not care? Who am I kidding? Of course he's scared. I'm sorry, what was that? It sounded like you said my guitar isn't here. The guitar that I pawned a few weeks ago. The guitar that my dead father taught me how to play and gave me on my 16th birthday. Surely you can't mean that guitar. He looks up to me, a smirk across his face. I don't see too many people in this line of work that seem to actually enjoy it. But he certainly does. He must be the kind of guy that relishes giving bad news. I'm sure if he was a manager somewhere he would volunteer to do the firing when they have layoffs. Where the hell is my guitar,
4: I ask. It was sold a couple days ago,
3: he says, then goes back to whatever he was doing before. Probably working on some small pocket watch or something. Whatever it is pawn store clerks do when they're not pissing people off. What do you mean sold? I was coming back to get it.
4: You didn't come back in time. It's out of
3: here. I see a gold tooth exposed through the cracked smile he gives. You can't sell it. I just pawned it. I had five more days to come get it. I'm almost yelling and caroning out, but goddamn I'm mad.
4: No, you're five days too late.
3: He pauses and takes a swing from some faded plastic cup. I'm sure the confusion on my face is obvious. No, I had five more days. I pawned it five weeks ago. The 12th.
4: The 12th, exactly. That's what your receipt says.
3: He stares at me. I stare back, eyes wide, and throw my arms up. The universal sign for, well... He sighs. I'm sure he has a breathing problem with his fat self. No, don't body shame. That's mean. Fucking fat ass.
4: So, 30 days from the 12th was last week, five days ago.
3: What do you mean, 30 days? It's 40! He points to a sign behind the counter.
4: No, it's 30. Read the sign.
3: And as much as I want to argue, there it is. On his shitty wooden sign, looking like it was carved with a dull pocket knife. 30 days for pawn, buyback. And 40 days in benders. Fuck me. So there's no way I'm getting my guitar back? I have a goddamn show tomorrow night. Sammy shakes his head. I'm not sure if I've ever hated someone more than this man in this moment. Well, who the fuck bought it? I'll go find the person myself. His low, throaty chuckle grates my nerves.
4: (laughs) You serious? I can't give you that information.
3: I must either look at the verge of tears or on the verge of ripping his head off, because his mood seems to shift a bit. He moves his weight from one ass cheek to the other, scratches his stubble with fingernails stained with grease.
4: I've got another guitar I could sell you.
3: I don't want another guitar. I want my guitar. I almost stomp my foot like a child throwing a tantrum, almost.
4: You don't want it? Fine. You're the one with the upcoming show, not me.
3: I stare at him. There has to be some other way out of this shitty, shitty situation.
4: "'You caught the raw end of this deal, too, so I'll cut your deal on the thing,'
3: he says flatly. "'With all the looks he's given me today, I wasn't expecting him to take pity on me. "'Or maybe he's just trying to make his money back. "'Probably the latter. "'I don't have enough money to go through a legit music shop, "'and I don't have the time to find some used shit online. "'Let me see it,' I mutter. "'Sammy gets up, walks to the back, then walks back out with the guitar.' The light is shit in here, and it's hitting the guitar just right. This thing is impressive. Massively impressive. I lay my palm on it, and it slides like a skater on ice. The fretboard is shiny and polished, and the strings even look decent. I'll probably change them anyways, but still. It's not my dad's guitar, but there could be worse replacements, and I only really need to use it until I get my own guitar back. I sigh. Okay, how much? Once I get the guitar home, I immediately change and take a shower, hoping I can get rid of the pawn shop smell. It's not that bad. I'm just really grumpy. I pulled the guitar out of the case. My case. Thank god I didn't have to buy an extra one of those. And okay, if I wasn't pissed that my father's guitar was with some fucking stranger right now, I'd actually be really happy of scoring this guitar. I don't see a brand on it. I check the back of the body and it looks like something was rubbed off. Honestly, the only blemish out of this whole thing. It's kind of surprising. I prop the guitar up and run the tuner app on my phone. Hey, some people can tune by ear. Good for them. I pluck the E string and the app tells me it's perfectly in tune. I mean, it definitely sounds that way, but good to get scientific confirmation, I guess. I pluck the A string. Right on the money just like E. Okay, two out of six is cool. I pluck the D string. It's in tune as well. Yeah, no way the guitar was traded into that shop. Sat there for God knows how long and came all the way home with me and all the strings just magically stayed in tune. I plop the guitar down on the couch and go dig through my bedroom drawer until I find my old digital tuner. What I used to have to use before smartphone apps were even a thing. I turn the tuner on, and it surprisingly still has juice in the batteries. The rest of the strings tune just fine. If you ask any guitarist anywhere if this would even be possible, they would all 100% say no. Well, I'm happy for these strings, but I'm not going to use them anyway. I grab a pack of new strings and proceed to take these current magic strings off. These things are truly magic, because they are not coming off. The tuner knob turns for like one second and then just stops, like it's stuck. Each one refuses to budge more than one turn. The strings just have been on for a while. I grab a nearby pair of clippers and attempt to cut the strings off, but the clippers don't make a dent. I feel like the clippers will give out before the strings do. I eventually stop trying to cut them. My hand is sore from the pressure. I drop the clippers and just stare at the guitar in confusion. I have never, ever in my life, even with my father's own guitar, run into an issue like this. Well, it's not like I have any other option. With a heavy sigh, I plop back down on the couch and pick up the guitar. I hate not knowing what to expect, especially with the show coming up, but I really don't have time to deal with all of this. I hit a few chords, and well, they sound right. I do my usual warm-up and strum a few chords while singing about some random bullshit. In this case, it's my neighbors next door yelling at their video games. I can always hear him through the wall. It's not really his fault. These walls are just super thin. But I'm sure he can hear me on his side sometimes, which means he knows I can hear him, and he still doesn't turn himself down. He just yells at all hours of the day and night. He's got a really bad cough, too. When he's not yelling at his games, he's coughing his head off. You'd think the yelling would make the coughing worse. Probably does, but he doesn't care. He just keeps yelling into his headset and I sing my song about him choking on a pretzel in between matches. Maybe that's where all the coughing comes from. He coughs and coughs and can't play his games. Can't get a drink. Can't do the Heimlich on himself. He dies. I never have to hear the coughing again. At least that's how the song goes. I stop playing, and he finally stopped coughing. Maybe I can actually get through my set list then. I check my phone to see what time it is, and that's when I see it. The text to end, all text. It's a picture of my guitar. My dad's guitar. But it's from an unknown number. I text back. Who is this? They text back. Do you want your guitar back? I try to think of a response, but the phone rings before I can type it out. I answer, and a familiar voice comes through the speaker. Is this Amy? The voice asks. Who is this? I almost yell.
4: Hey, it's me, Bender. I've got your guitar for you.
3: Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, so basically Bender has my guitar. He must have been the one to get it from Sammy's, and he wants to meet me tomorrow to get it. Of course this creep would try to get back to me when I cut him out completely. I don't think I've ever been this mad in my life. Warning, signal interruption detected.
1: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing... June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the roaring twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island, with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Signal Connection Restored
3: Last night, I agreed to meet Bender this morning at the coffee shop down the street. I bring this new guitar, hoping that I can maybe get him to at least trade if he doesn't want to flat out give me my guitar back. Out in the apartment hallway... EMTs are at the neighbor's place. I peek inside as I pass and see the EMTs are... Fucking hell. Placing him in a body bag. What the fuck? I must have stopped in my tracks because an EMT comes to the door. Before they close it, I stutter out. What happened? Do you know the deceased? They ask. No, not really, I say. He was just my neighbor. Looks like he died last night the EMT says, choked to death. They close the door. I'm left standing in the hall, this dark irony not lost on me at all. I get to the coffee shop and grab a cup before heading outside to sit on the patio. The morning is a nice crisp autumn orange. Birds flitter back and forth across the narrow street. I watch one dip down to catch a scrap of food on the sidewalk. Bender stops right next to the bird, guitar case in hand. I'm not sure if he thinks the look on my face is surprise or anger, but he walks up to the patio table slowly, almost guarded. Hey, Amy. He says with a half-hearted smile. Hi, can I have my guitar back? I'm not willing to draw out this conversation.
0: Dang, I just got here. Can we relax and have some coffee first?
3: He sets the guitar down in between his chair and the wall. Smart move. If he would have put it on the other side, I would have just grabbed it and ran. Why do you have my guitar bender? He orders a cappuccino from the nearby waitress and looks back to me.
0: It was about to be sold at Sammy's. I saved it for you.
3: Thanks. Can I have it back now? Of course he sees this whole thing as helping me. Or at least, he wants me to see this whole thing as helping me.
0: Why did you take it to Sammy's? You know, I'm always open and willing to do business with you. You've been coming to my place for years.
3: I really don't have the patience for this. I'm sorry, do you not remember the uncomfortable situation with the last time I was there? I know your eyes were closed since you were coming in for an unwanted kiss, but I thought I cemented my thoughts on the situation loud and clear.
0: Unwanted kiss?
3: He says.
0: How was I supposed to know that? You're always coming to my place.
3: Your store, I correct.
0: Right, my store. And you're always wearing those skimpy clothes?
3: I dress pretty casual, I state.
0: You'd wear those low-cut shirts to work if you had an office job?
3: He asks with a smile. They're not low-cut, I say. It's not my fault I just have big tits.
0: Still, you wouldn't dress that way if you didn't want attention.
3: He smirks. And you wouldn't say that shit unless you wanted your front teeth knocked out. I've never been in a fight before in my life, but I'm willing to reevaluate that. Give me my fucking guitar back.
0: Damn, I I was just trying to
3: help. He coughs out. Waitress brings him his drink. He doesn't look at her when she sets it down, but his eyes follow her ass when she walks away. Well, I appreciate it, I muster to say, even though it's dripping with sarcasm. I can't hide it. I can't be nice to this guy. I hold out my hand for the guitar. He stares at my hand.
0: Well, don't I get anything? A reimbursement? A hug? Anything?
3: I spent the money I had on a new guitar, You can have that one, I spit. His face is straight. He sips his drink without breaking eye contact, then smiles.
0: I'm just fucking with you. You don't owe me anything for it. I'll get it to you tonight.
3: Tonight, I ask. You'll get it to me now.
0: No can do. I've got a show tonight,
3: he smiles. My heart drops. Where, I ask. He chuckles a bit.
0: I'm opening for you. I've got some songs I've written for you. Figured it would be kind of romantic to play some songs written for you on your own guitar.
3: Since when do you know how to play?
0: I've been learning for a while. I wanted to surprise you.
3: You got me there. It's definitely a surprise. He chugs the rest of his drink. See you tonight. He says with a smile. Then grabs the guitar. My guitar. And leaves. I can't do this. He has to be joking. He's trying to play a goddamn show with me, and he's using my guitar. What the hell is wrong with this dude? I could call the cops. Well, no, I guess I can't. They're not going to do anything for a person just being weird. He technically hasn't done anything illegal. At least that's what they always say like a week before they find the girl dead. I'm just going to have to suck it up and play this stupid show with him. I grab my new guitar and try to rehearse a few songs before tonight. I just can't focus. The only thing I can do is strum some random bullshit and yell obscenities. A bird flies by the window and I sing about it, imagining that bird is Bender. He flies too high, flies too fast, zips around trees, over cars, and across clouds before slamming beak-first into my window. A split second later, a BAM rings out across my living room. I look up at the sliding glass door, and there's a crack in the glass. At the bottom of the door lies a blue jay, completely still. I look down at the guitar in my hands. Something is going on here. The light reflects off the strings with a wet glow. I put the guitar down and walk over to the door. The bird gets up, squeaks, and flies off. I'm not crazy enough to really think that the things I'm singing about are coming true. But that's one hell of a coincidence. Did I kill my neighbor? No, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. There's no such thing as a magical guitar that makes things come true. But still, something is going on. I grab the guitar and head out to the show, outlining a new song in my head as I lock the door and leave. This show is more packed than I thought it would be. I say hey to my standard visitors, friends, a family member or two, cousins who happen to be in the same city, and an old roommate. I'm lucky to have so many people support me. Seems like whoever else is playing brought a good crowd. It damn sure isn't Bender. Speaking of which, he's here, standing right next to the stage with my guitar. He walks up. Someone at the mic introduces him and he starts playing. If I didn't hate him so much, I'd say he isn't bad. But I do. And he is. His songs aren't anything special. He follows some pretty basic chord structures. Says there's one song about a pretty girl he knows. Is conceited if I think it's me? And then he wraps up the whole set with crooning that would have turned into a meme had it been aired on American Idol. He takes a bow and receives a light smattering of applause. There's no way he's getting anything from me, though. I do, however, give him one more chance. He's at the bar getting a drink when I approach him. All right, good set. Now give me my guitar back. He turns and smiles.
0: Amy, glad you could make it. How'd you like my set?
3: Of course I made it. I was on the bill before you. Now hand it over. I hold out my hand. He looks down at the case I'm currently holding.
0: Looks like you already have a guitar for the night. Try out the new one. You can have this one back later. Meet me backstage for it.
3: He says, then takes another sip of his drink. He stares me up and down. Don't do this, Bender, I say. Final warning. A warning? He asks.
0: Amy, why are you so hostile with me? All I've ever wanted was to be your friend.
3: I can't tell if it's the light in here or if he really just winked at me. I take my new guitar, whatever this thing is, and head to the stage. The guy at the mic introduces me. I usually have some show jitters, even after years of doing this, but they're not there this time. I'm calm, determined, focused. I play my standard songs and the crowd gives the usual responses. Some cheers, some applause and some of my friends sing along. My songs have always leaned towards the happy-go-lucky side of things. I've never been one for the emo angsty stuff. Even with the sad stuff that has happened in my life, I've been mostly happy. Especially on stage. This is a really, really happy place for me. But tonight, it's going to be a little different. I make it through all my usual songs, then pause and lean toward the mic. This next one is a little different. I've had some frustrations lately, and I've really wanted to get them out. A person in the crowd whoops and hollers. It's not my usual style, but I figured I'd try something new. Sometimes you have to scream to release the stress. This song is my scream. Bender walks to the center of the crowd, keeping an eye on me and drinking his drink. I begin the song with a minor chord that I rarely use. It grates on my nerves, but sounds freeing at the same time. The song would honestly sound good with some drums, but can't do anything about that now. I sing about the problems, the things I hate, the money I don't have. I sing about the people that have made my life harder. I sing about the loss of my father. I sing about the loss of my guitar. I sing about the time Bender tried to take advantage of me. I sing about his shitty store and how he always made inappropriate jokes when I had to go in there for money. I sing about his ugly smile, his stupid songs, his shitty voice. I sing about his life and how it's a waste of time, how his body is a waste of space, how his lungs take air from others. I sing the most cruel things I can think of, the most hurtful stuff that could happen. I watch him in the crowd. He's not smiling. He's not winking. And I sing about him dying and he drops to the floor.
2: Circumstances surrounding the death of Mr. Benjamin Bender Anderson were unusual. No foul play was found, and Miss Ahem was released of any charges. After the hypnosis sessions with the Bureau agent, the guitar was retrieved and placed in the care of agents at the Bureau headquarters. As of this recording... There have been 17 situations that have been found to be executed by the guitar. The guitar requires music to be played on it, and lyrics to be sung. When the lyrics are sung in conjunction with the playing of the guitar, the subject matter of the song is executed within minutes. So far, there have been four deaths, three instances of mind control, seven occurrences of random objects outside the vicinity of the headquarters appearing with seemingly no way in, and one case of time travel involving an agent sent back 24 hours. As one of the most powerful objects the Bureau has in their possession, the tests continue to push the object, seeing if there are any restraints to the wish fulfillment, which so far seem to be none. The last information regarding the guitar was internal mail describing attempts to replicate the guitar or its effects. The guitar is currently scheduled to be moved from headquarters to facility 42 at the end of the month.